Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined again by my good friend here, Mr. Kenny Taylor. Uh, Kenny, it's been about a month since we last spoke, man. Uh, I'm excited to do a pod with you again, my friend. And uh, we have a nice-looking 10-game Wednesday slate here. I got a lot of interest in this slate, man. I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, man. Feeling pretty good about this slate, but just like any slate, going into a 10-game slate means you got about 52 injuries to monitor between (laughs) now and 18 hours from now. That's absolutely true. So let's go ahead and go through some of the stuff we already know here. Trey Young is questionable with a back injury. Uh, definitely want to keep an eye on that. That is a huge loss if the Hawks don't have him. Uh, Porzingis is questionable with a back injury as well. Bradley Beal is questionable with a hamstring. He might be trending towards playing, though, so keep an eye on that. Monty Morris, also questionable with a groin injury. So what's going on Wizards land? We're not sure. Uh, we're going to try to figure that out. I do have some plays in case uh, you know certain things happen. DeJounte Murray is out. We didn't wanted to go ahead and just remind you guys of that. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to be out with the rest day there, basically. Gabe Vincent going to be out. Uh, not a huge loss. He's been out for a while now. Uh, Andrew Wiggins out with a groin injury. Uh, big one, Jalen Brunson, questionable with a foot injury. Not sure if he's going to play against my Chicago Bulls. Uh, Zach Collins, doubtful with an ankle injury. Josh Richardson, also on the Spurs, obviously, questionable with a hand injury. We've got Aaron Neesmith, questionable with a shoulder injury. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, out with an ankle injury. And I want to throw in there also Aya Desumu, questionable with an abdominal abdominal, abdominal contusion. Uh, I actually think he's probably trending towards not playing, though, so I do have some thoughts on that. Uh, Kenny, did I miss any big uh, injury news we need to keep aware of. Obviously, this is all new stuff and not old stuff. Um, I mean, as far as injury news goes, I feel like you might want to watch um, Sacramento on the back-to-back. You might actually have Fats becoming questionable later on in the day since he just returned from injury today. And um, Golden State did play yesterday. We might not actually have Clay play tomorrow. You never know. They're always cautious about him on a back-to-back. Uh, but outside of that, I felt like you hit every um, team pretty well. Yeah, the um, yeah, that's a good point on the Warriors there with that back to back. I got some thoughts on that as well. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Kings one's even better though. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Could be some Davion Mitchell love uh, if if uh, you know Darren Fox sits and some other guys might be able to step up as well. But let's talk about some of these games here, Kenny. We got a delicious ten game slate here. I got a lot of interest in a lot of these games, man. I don't know. I might have to. I've been playing one lineup because. Like, let's be honest, I work now from, like, 2 p.m. my time, central time, to 10.30 central time. And uh, it's hard for me around lock to, you know, mess with, like, you know, 15, 20, 30 lineups. So I've just been doing one lineup on each site the last, I don't know, month or so, just to be honest with you guys and be you know, transparent here. I've been hitting on uh, FanDuel recently, like, literally, like, every day, like, just barely making the money. But I have just been bone dry on DraftKings, man. I am just, like, missing the boat here. I keep getting some good calls here on my top plays, but my my uh, tertiary guys aren't really uh, panning out for me. But we're going to turn that around, man. No worries. Let's talk first, uh, Kenny, about Miami versus OKC. So we got no Jimmy Butler, obviously. Got a few guys out over there. Who do you like? I mean, OKC is a sexy matchup for anybody, right? So who do you like on that Miami team? You know, um, the funny thing is when it comes to Miami – you always need a way to tell later on in the day. But right now, just going off of what we know, mm-hmm. I actually do feel like this will be a good spot for Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. 
as you already know, Oklahoma City, great team against guards, and you never know. We might get some good news and a good break, and Shea might actually be out the game as well. Mm. You never know with him. Mm. But outside of Kyle, my second favorite player on the Heat side would probably have to be Victor Oladipo. I know there's a little bit of, you know, return to OKC for Oladipo narrative. I don't know if that's still a thing or not. But I really do feel like in this type of matchup where he's going to get probably the weakest of the guards on him, (laughs) um, he could probably cook, especially if he's in the second unit and that's starting. That's a good point. Outside of that, my favorite player on the slate is actually on the OKC side, and I did mention him earlier, but Shea. Mm-hmm. If Shea is able to play in this matchup, I really do feel like for 10K, you can probably get about a 70-point upside with less than 10% of the ownership. What about you? How do you feel about Shea tomorrow? That is nice, man. That's a good pivot because, yeah, I have a couple other guys. I might be on the uh, the chalk here, but, uh, but Shea, that's an interesting play for me because if he's going to have low ownership, you never can count that guy out. He is an incredible basketball player. I actually stacked him with Luka on FanDuel. Uh, what was that yesterday? And uh, that that lineup did very well, obviously, because both those guys have very good games. But um, no, yeah, on that Heat side, I got some interest in some other guys you didn't mention. Obviously, Lowry is on my list. I think anytime Jimmy Butler is out, uh, you know, six if he's in that six K to sixty five hundred K, which he is right now, that's kind of the limit of where I want to take him. So I'm not like super high on him, but I do think, like you said, this is a pretty good matchup as well. Even though you know, maybe not, maybe they're not not bad against opposing guards okc is but uh i still think it's a good matchup for him but yeah i've got caleb martin also at 5300 you know he's a guy that he's not he doesn't have a crazy high ceiling but i feel like his floor is pretty safe he's been playing pretty well recently um you know as long as that three-point shot's fallen for him i feel like he's going to produce somewhere about you know four or five X value for you in that 5,300 range. So I think he's good filler for you. I do got Nikola Jovic uh, circled on my, on my list here too, because, you know, if the heat do end up making this a blowout or, um, you know, another guy sits for Miami, like you said, we have to look for Miami news later in the day, but Jovic is a guy that, you know, has some permanent upside here. So at 3000, he's absolutely, you know, minimum pricing here. Uh, I'm going to need one more injury here. For the heat to play him but i think he's got to be on my radar right now just based on what we know with jimmy butler being out uh i will tell you i'm not interested in tyler hero at 8100 i think he's probably going to have pretty decent ownership there's going to be a lot of people on him but that price uh, i can't go there uh kenny how do you feel about that price man um yeah that's also going to be a fade for me mm-hmm. as well yeah. Um, but one person on the OKC side I did forget to mention is um, J- Jalen Williams. Oh, you stole him from I, me. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might need to take a look at him. Um, I believe he's only four or five. And mm-hmm. depending on how you feel like this game script might go, he might be able to be a player who could return you about five, maybe seven. That's value. Yeah, he's a 4,400 right now, and uh, yeah, man, I love this kid's game. I think he's going to be a, a solid player for years to come. I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be a star or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's a tall dude that's got you know guard talent, and so I like this guy. I like this kid a lot, so I do end up rostering him quite a bit in DFS. I do have him on my list for sure at 4,400, so I like that call. Uh, let's move on, though. I do have a lot of interest also in the Portland and San Antonio Spurs game. Obviously, you know, Mostly on the Portland side, but I think, honestly, Kenny, my favorite pick is actually going to be on the San Antonio side because we do see that uh, Zach Collins is doubtful for this one. 
So if he sits and he's not playing, man, I think Charles Bassey at 4,100 is a lock for me. How about you? <laughs> Um, no, I'm definitely going to have some um, Bassy exposure if he does sit. And if I'm actually playing um, GPP, I might actually throw a dart at uh, Roby. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking the same thing as you. If Collins out, I really do see Bassy and Roby actually picking up some minutes. And, you know, when Roby do get you about 15, 20 minutes, he could get you about those many fantasy points or more. Yeah. Um, as well. But yeah, he. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I like his fantasy game, you know, just because I play a lot of season-long fantasy, obviously. he, You know, he's got the three-point shot. He grabs boards. He gets blocks. He gets steals. Like, this guy produces across the board. So I like that call a lot uh, as a pivot off of Bassey because I think Bassey will have pretty high ownership here, especially if Zach Collins sits. But uh, on the other side of the ball, though, with Portland, I mean, I got to have Dave Lillard on my list, man, at 10-3. Uh, you know, you got Shea, so maybe you don't have him on your list. Uh, Kenny, but I do got shit. I do got Dame on a ten three on my list. Maybe it's because I have some recency bias. And he won me some money when he was like <laughs> under ten k recently. But I, I love attacking the Spurs team. The Spurs team is just bad, bad, bad. Uh, and uh, the Portland team doesn't strike me as a team that's going to blow anybody out necessarily. So I, I still like the Spurs to keep this somewhat close. You know, maybe make it a game. And I think if that is the case, then you know Dame's going to get thirty five minutes or so against a bad Spurs defense. Uh, 10-3, it feels like a fair price to me. How do you feel about that, man? Um, I'm actually a little bit um, afraid of that, especially the way that I have this game script going in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually feel like um, Shade and Sharp at Mm -hmm. uh, three sits, it's probably going to be the best play in this matchup. Since I do feel like you could probably get about 20, maybe 24 minutes out of him. And if you're able to get these shots going, avoid some costly turnovers or bad decision making, he should be able to get you about anywhere from 18 to 24 fantasy points just for three sets. And on a 10 game slate, that's always helpful, especially if you want to stars and scrubs. Yeah, that is a good that is a good value play for sure. Uh, Anthony Simons, I got on my list. That's kind of like for me, if it's if I'm game scripting this to be more of like a blowout. I think he he's the guy that's going to play 35 plus minutes. He's at 7900, which is a little bit lower than what he's been recently. He's been a little bit over 8000, but you know Dame is back, and that's part of the reason why he hasn't had that as much usage. But I feel like against this Spurs team, this is a uh, game environment where he could go off. At 7,900. So I'm going to throw him out there as a, if you don't have Damian lineup, I do like Anthony Simons as a kind of a pivot off of that for me personally. So, uh, but let's move on though. Let's talk about Atlanta, man. Atlanta and, and Orlando. Uh, you know, let's talk about, you know, cases in case Trey Young does play, in case he doesn't play. If Trey Young does play at 10 2, uh, I think I, I have to take him over Dame because he's, you know, no DeJounte Murray in the lineup. The Hawks desperately need his offense. So I think Trey Young against a, a bad uh, Orlando defense. I mean, they don't have Jalen Suggs, who is their best guard, you know, defensive guard on their uh, roster. They got Cole Anthony. They got Markel Fultz. Neither of those guys are going to scare me off of a guy like Trey Young, who's uh, going to get up, you know, 25, 30 shots in this game here. Uh, so 10 2, uh, if he does play, I've got him over Dame in my, in my uh, rankings here. Wow. Um, I'm honestly um, the opposite on um, Trey Young. I mean, going into the season, even if he does get you 19 three-pointer tips in a game, he's only shooting about 25% for the season. Mm -hmm. And taking off extra offensive options probably won't help that case any. Um, But on the other side of the ball, I really do have a, a lot of liking towards Cole Anthony in this matchup. 
Um, I feel like last week was kind of like his best week of the season so far. It looked like he was getting back into his last season form. And it seems like Orlando also, you know, believing in, hey, let's run somebody in our lineup under sit-sits. Like, mm-hmm. they're starting to do that again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in this matchup, Cole Anthony for 5-3 could get you about 30 or even 40 fantasy points in this spot. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, I did look at him for sure, man. Yeah. Um. No, go ahead. Did you have something else to add to that? Yeah. And... The other person I actually like in this matchup is somebody who also coming back into form, and that's actually Mo Bamba. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like this will be a good spot, especially if you think Trey is going to just be jacking up crazy amount of threes. He could be. Because <laughs> <could> <laughs> um, rebound rate-wise, I want to say he still have the highest on the Magic. Yeah. Um, so it's always good to have that. If you're able to get him for about 25 minutes, you always have that upside to give you blocks of spit blocks his steals, which really do help you on FanDuel. And I feel like he's in a great game environment. Yeah, Mo Bamba's been eating into those uh, Mo Wagner minutes. So I know everyone was on Mo Wagner for, you know, three or four slates there, but it's time to hop off that train, guys. If you're still on that, I wouldn't be getting on that one. Mo Bamba would be the guy I'd be riding in that scenario for sure. Uh, I've actually got more interest, though, on the uh, Hawk side of the ball. And uh, probably my favorite play on the Hawk side, though, is Bogdan Bogdanovich at 5,000. Now, of course, if Trey Young doesn't play, this is a smash spot. you got to lock him in. No no questions asked. But even if Trey does play, I still like him as a, you know, he's coming off the bench. He's leading that second unit. The second unit of the Orlando Magic, like, that's just, just those words together make me want to barf, man. That is not a good team. Uh, he can cook that team for sure. And, uh, you know, we saw him put up, you know, basically 30, I think it was 30 points in two straight games, uh, right. you know, so he can do that kind of thing and uh, he, he, not blink an eye. Like it's, it's a normal thing for him. Uh, that is what he's there to do. So I do like him at 5,000 a whole lot. That's probably one of my favorite plays on this whole slate. If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, uh, go check it out. I do put out these threads of, uh, you know, my overall tier plays, which have been doing pretty well recently. Uh, another guy I'm going to throw out there, Kenny, in case Trey Young does not play is AJ Griffin at 5,400. Again, yep. Only if Trey does not play, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Especially if Trey don't play, just go with the Duke boy. Yeah. But one player on the Hawk side that you kind of left out that could be a pivot for Bogdanovic is actually um, Jalen Johnson. Mm. Um, I believe he's 4-8 going into the slate. And last game, he picked you up almost, what, 30 minutes, if mm. I remember right? 30 minutes and actually got you 30 DK points. So going up against Orlando, that's always feel like going up against a G League All-Star team. So <laughs> in that type of game environment, he gets you 30 minutes. He might actually be able to give you about 20 points, 10 rebounds, nice little double-double, maybe a steal in a block. Yeah, he uh, he crushed it because everyone was on top of uh, A.J. Griffin that last slate. And uh, I can't, oh, Trent Forrest. And uh, yeah. it was actually Jalen Johnson. And uh, who else was it? Oh, uh I'm forgetting his name. Oh, DeAndre Hunter. They actually probably put up the better fantasy line. So uh, you never know with that Hawks team, you know, if, if Trey's out. And, like, they all, there was also a blowout factor there. So, man, so many landmines you got to avoid there. But uh, I do like that call, though, uh, with Jalen Johnson. I've been high on his game for a while now. Um, but speaking of game environments, you talked about good game environments. Let's talk about this one, man. This one really intrigues me because, I, you know me, I love the two bad teams when they play each other. We got the Detroit Pistons playing the Charlotte Hornets. I got a lot of interest in this game. I don't know about you, Kenny, but, man, uh, you know, one guy I think is going to be overlooked 
and he's the highest highest price guy I've got interested in this game is Terry Rozier at eight thousand. You know, they're playing the Detroit Pistons. I mean, this is I feel like there's going to be absolutely no defense at all played in this game. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than whatever Vegas is calling it right now. So I think at eight thousand. Terry Rozier, he's a little bit cheaper than all the other guys I want to play on the slate. So if you need that extra bit of savings, I think he's a guy you can put in your roster because, like, like I said, you know, he's going to have pretty low ownership because there's so many other guys that people are going to gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, any guard against – well, any player with high usage against Detroit is always um, open for a look at a couple of my lineups on any slate. Mm-hmm. But I actually don't have too much – um, love on the Charlotte side this game and actually got more love for um, Detroit on this mm-hmm. side. Um, when it comes to that side of the ball, I really do like either having um, Stewart or Bagley in my lineups. Um, I said this over and over. When teams are playing Charlotte, there's one thing that you know is going to happen. One of these bigs going to get a double-double. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you know, for five thousand, you could get Bagley, and I think for five five, you could get Stewart. I feel like, hey, if you want somebody early in your lineup who can give you a nice little upside, choose one of these bigs for Detroit, and somebody I might have a little bit of interest in, also a big, Jalen Duran. Mm-hmm. You never know with the rookie. He can give you 24 minutes or he could give you six fells in 12 minutes. <laughs> so it's always a little risky, and especially when he's a little bit higher priced than a couple of these um, dart throws that I like typically, 3-8 and under. Um, but for 4-1, I might have him in one or two lineups if I'm making 20, 25 lineups. I think, you know, for me, um, this is kind of the game where I'm going to have some filler here. I don't, like, have a ton, a ton of interest in these guys. Uh, and, of course, yeah, like you said, man, the Hornets, you always want to attack them with the opposing centers. It's hard for me to trust those centers on Detroit. But at the same time, it is such a good matchup for them that I can't blame anybody for going to them. But I do have a lot of guys on here that are in, that, like, 5 to 6 to 6-6 six, six range that are uh, basically just filler for your rosters. And I think these are all decent choices here. I got P.J. Washington at 5,500. I got Bojan at 6,600. That's the most expensive one, obviously. I've got Jaden Ivey. I've got a feeling about Jaden Ivey in this game at 5,500. I feel like he's going to go off. Uh, I think he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna get a few extra shots here. Uh, Sadiq Bay, 5300, also. So I, I'm, I got my eye on all those guys as basically filler. I'm not like super, super duper high on those guys, but I think this is the kind of sloppy game where if you're a gifted scorer, you're the guy that's gonna get. You're the guy that's gonna get the end up with the ball in your hands at the end of the shot clock, and you're gonna put up those points. So, uh, so I do have some interest there in those like filler guys, but. We're going to move on, uh, but if you guys don't already have our DFS pass, you should go get that. You can talk to Kenny. You can talk to me. You can talk to Horace. All these guys that appear on this podcast, we're all there available to you in that Discord up until the lock where we're telling you, you know, what what we're seeing with the injury reports, what we're seeing with the lineup changes. And uh, you should get that DFS pass. It's at sportsethos.com. It's super duper cheap right now, just five bucks a month. Like literally you could buy, not even buy lunch for that. Like it's less than a lunch. Uh, go get it. Go talk to us. We are available there. We're waiting for you. So uh, go snag it before it goes up in price for sure. Uh, but let's move on, though. Let's talk about uh, – I got to talk about it, man, of course, always. The New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls. So Brunson, questionable. Uh, he had a foot injury. He had to leave the last game. If he doesn't play, do you have interest in uh, Emmanuel quickly at 5,300? Ooh, quickly. <laughs> um 
Honestly, no. Um, mm-hmm. But if he does not play, I do actually have interest in Grimes. Mm-hmm. He gave you over 40 minutes last game. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say, what was it, a couple games ago against Atlanta, he also gave you 40 minutes again. And one game he gave you almost 40 fantasy points. The other one he gave you 20 fantasy points. So if I can get a floor of 20 and a ceiling of 40 for mm-hmm. a player that costs less than 5000 I'm always going to have interest in that player. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's fair, man. That's fair. And, uh, yeah, I got interest in both of those guys. I do have IQ. I don't know. I just love – I love his game, so I'm hoping that he goes off in this one against my Bulls uh, if I'm going to play him in DFS. I'm not like – I don't have him circle as like a must roster, but I've got him on my list here. Uh, but I've got more interest probably in Julius Randle, 8,700. He's been going off. And if yeah. Brunson doesn't play, those Knicks are going to play through Julius Randle as they were in, in past seasons, man. I think uh, especially against the Bulls who – Let's be honest, they have a lot of defensive lapses, uh, and they don't necessarily have – well, they have a good interior defense because they have Drummond now, and they have, you know, obviously Vucevic. But I still think he has the ability to go off in this game. So at 8700 he's a little bit more expensive than some other guys in that 8000 range. So I don't know if I'm going to get him in a ton of lineups, but I do like him in this game. How about you? Oh, no, I definitely love Randall in this environment. But I need to ask you the question. It was going to come. Can I play Kobe White tomorrow? Yes, he's <laughs> on my list. He is the, that's, my, that's the only bull I've got on my list. You know I'm a Bulls homer. I'm wearing the Bulls hat. I got. I went to the game on Saturday. Like I, you know, But still, Kobe White is the only bull I've got on my list. We're most likely got, not going to see Io DeSumo. I'm sorry to tell you guys. I watch every single game, obviously. I did see this fall where he landed on Trey Young, uh, and Trey Young's knee basically went like deep into his gut of like the pit of his stomach. Uh, I mean, Io's a tough dude, but I really don't think he's going to play in this one. I think he's going to be out again. So, uh, yeah, I do got some interest in Kobe White at 3,700. And I've been saying, man, the the Bulls, the Cubs, I almost said Cubs. The Bulls do have interest, uh, do have do have need for his offense. They need his shot creation. They need his three-point shooting ability in their lineup. It's just absolutely a necessity for them. They don't have those skill sets up and down the roster. You know, you have DeMar DeRozan, you have Zach Levine. But outside of that, we just don't have a lot of guys that can go get their own shot. So I, I love Kobe White 3,700 here uh, against this Knicks team. So, yeah, I would say, yes, Kenny, you can absolutely play some uh, some Kobe White, man. Absolutely. Anyone else on the Bulls you like, though? Um, Honestly, if I'm just throwing a dart, I might actually throw um, maybe Drogic in a line or two. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's been doing pretty good in limited minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta give him that, but the problem is you don't know if he's gonna get you eight minutes one game or twenty four minutes the next. So I'm only really gonna do that possibly in one lineup, but outside of that, I really don't see anything on the Bulls side. Maybe some Patrick Williams just to be different, but right. not too I much on that side for me. I feel you for sure, man, and uh, they're such a disappointing team, but that's okay. Let's, that's another pod. Go listen to my Bulls podcast. But anyways, uh, all right, man, Sacramento Kings and the Toronto Raptors. I just want to mention this game because probably my favorite – I wouldn't even call him sneaky. Just the guy that's been winning me money uh, in DFS the last two weeks is in this game, and I, I think it's a positive, obviously, a positive uh, game environment for him. Anytime the Kings are on the slate, I'm always looking at the other team. So I am looking at some Pascal Siakam at 10-5. I'm not going to put Fred Van Vliet on my list. I know everyone out there is shocked about this. 
I'm, I'm off that train. He's just been so up and down. I just can't rely on him. So if he's 7,500, I just can't go there. But I do have Pascal at 10-5. It is the most expensive we've had him in the last two or three weeks. But still, they're playing the Sacramento Kings, Kenny. So am I crazy to want to go to him uh, in this game environment here? Uh, right now, you just got me feeling crazy for wanting to go to FVV. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got FVV. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I, If we get a back-to-back, they caution with Fox. I really do feel like Fred could finally have his first double-double of the season. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got <laughs> about too many fans teams. Nah, Maybe I'm like... dreaming, but I, I really do feel like it's a great spot for him. But um, outside of that, Siakam, he's always worth a play. But, ah, man, I might hate myself for saying this, but I really do feel like this is going to be a Malik Monk game. A Malik Monk game. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> All right. All right. Like, like I said, it, it was a back-to-back. He kind of been in a slump. Um, Price decrease but he was almost 6k last week we getting him at 5-2 couple bad games he's still giving you 10 to 15 shot each game and i feel like this is going to be one of these spots like hey you know i need somebody with a high upside let me throw him in i might actually be able to get him on a 50 percent shooter night the guy I've got here is uh, Keegan Murray at 4,600 because he's been putting up like 28, 30 DK points on the regular. And if he's going to keep doing that, I mean, you know, 4,600, you're getting 5X value there. He doesn't have a crazy high ceiling, especially if De'Aaron Fox plays. Um, I think if De'Aaron Fox is out, I have more interest in him, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, I got some – he's like one of those filler guys for me, but he's a little bit – he's 4,600, so he's like – you know, 400 or, or maybe even a thousand or 2000 less than some of those other guys in that Detroit game I was talking about. So if I have to go there, I don't mind going there, but yeah, I don't have a ton of interest on in that King side of the ball. Uh, even if Darren Fox doesn't play like Davion Mitchell will get in, but you know, he's not a good DFS target for me. So, uh, so I just don't have a whole lot of interest there, but man, you know, I don't know if you know this about McKinney, but I did live, did live in Wichita for a while. And, uh, you know, Kenny, uh, you know, Fred Redfield is a, uh, uh, Wichita State boy, obviously. So you know, I do, I do like Fred VanVleet. Not nah, nah, now, you got me thinking. I might be, I might have to add him back to my list. But it's all good, man. Uh, got a couple other games here on the slate. We've almost talked about every single one of them. Uh, I honestly, I don't have any interest in the Golden State Warriors and Indiana game. Do you? Like, let me ask you that. No. Um, yeah. If you just... ask me to play one player from that game, um. <sighs> Honestly, I would probably say like DiVincenzo or somebody, just mm-hmm. get somebody from the Golden State bench that's yeah. 5K or less, right. give it a try. That's really about it. But Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be so lopsided because, you know, I have no interest in that game. And the, the Warriors just had a disappointing game against the Bucks. Like, I feel like this is a bounce back spot. I think you could convince me to play Curry in the lineup because I think he's going to be low owned because people are going to stay away because of the spread of this game. But um, this is like a bounce back spot for him. So we're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I think there's other ways you can play that, though. I'm not going to play him in DFS, probably. Um, I do have some interest in some other guys that we haven't talked about yet, man. Kawhi Leonard, 6,900, playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, you, you probably have some other plays in this game, Kenny, and I'll, I'll, I'll rack your brain about that. But let me talk about Kawhi for a minute. Because I watched that last game for the Clippers. I watched pretty much the entire game. 
And this guy's looking spry, man. I like the way he was moving out there. I love the way that he was taking charge in the offensive end. He gets a vanilla line, a vanilla matchup here in Minnesota Timberwolves that like don't play any defense. Like uh, maybe he gets some Anthony Edwards on him that you know, creates some steals. Like maybe that happens. Like, but no one on that team is going to stop Kawhi Leonard, man. Sixty-nine hundred. I still have some interest. How about you, man? Um, this is also my little homer play because he's from my um, city, Marino mm-hmm. Valley. <laughs> um, same middle school and everything, but I need to say no. Um, oh. <laughs> reason the reason I'm saying no, ownership is just a little bit too high for my liking. Mm. He also shot 80, 85% that last game. I really don't mm. see that happening again as well. And especially against the Minnesota team that, <sighs> let's just put it like this. They don't play defense where you need to play your starters 32 mm. minutes every single game. <laughs> and Rudy, they, they he just ain't really been that much of a deterrent to actually make teams play <laughs> their starters that long. So I'm actually going to pivot a little bit differently on this game script. And hey. I'm actually, Go ahead. I'm actually going to have to say Naz Reed, mm-hmm. Terrence Mann, Robert Covington, Amir Coffey. Those would be the four, four players I'll be looking at in this game to actually add one to each of my lineups I make. The reason that, for that, yeah. I see a lot of blowout minutes. Mm-hmm. And usually when you get blowout minutes, one of these three players on the Clippers going to have a high usage rating. And Naz Reed, once the game is over with, he looked like a all-star. He mm-hmm. remind me of like 2003 Quentin Richardson. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the game's over. All right, let me make my case for the All Star ballot there. Right. Um, but what about yourself? You like anything else in this matchup? No, man. Those are good calls, man. Like, and that's interesting because uh, I don't have those guys on my list, but I do think that you're right about you know if you're scripting this as uh, you know these Clippers just take take care of business and take these Wolves out, which they should. I've got the Clippers, you know, winning the whole thing. I think they on paper they got the best team in the league, so. You know, if that is the case, then, yeah, if this is a blowout, I like those guys that you called out, man. Uh, I don't have interest in anyone else in this game, though, to answer your question, Kenny. I've got no one else here. I've just got Kawhi at 6,900. I think you're right that he's going to have pretty high ownership just because he's very clearly underpriced. Um, So it is chalk. You know, do we eat the chalk or do we not? Like tonight, I ate, you know, Javon Javon Carter chalk. Was it good? No. It didn't work out for me. But, you know, sometimes you eat it and it's good. Sometimes you do and, and it's not bad. The one thing I can point to is that, you know, even if that chalk doesn't hit, you still have a chance to place. You're just not going to win that big money. If you're a GPP, if you're eating that chalk, it's not going to get you that big money. So you, you want to be different. You want to be contrarian a little bit. So uh, I, I hear what you're saying there, Kenny. But, uh, but yeah, I've got no other interest in this game. Any other guys that we didn't talk about or games we didn't talk about that you have interest in, Kenny? Um. Honestly, one person I do want to throw out is um, the Catavius Caldwell-Pope return to Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody I usually never really play in DFS, but I like a good narrative every now and then. <laughs> Plus, I feel like he's due for a 20-point, like a 20-real-point game mm-hmm. sometime this season. Because I want to say, what, there's only... One game this season, he made more than three three-pointers in a game. Mm-hmm. And I remember last season, there was a couple times I took his prop at 3.5 mm-hmm. three-pointers made. So 
Great three-point shooter when he gets the opportunity. He just didn't really have an opportunity too much yet, but I feel like with a shaky Washington defense on the perimeter, he might be able to get you about 20 actual points this game. When you got that gut feeling, you got to go with it, man. So I like it, man. I might have to look at that prop once we get off of here. But uh, speaking of props, if you guys aren't on Thrive Fantasy, go to thrivefantasy.com. Download the app. Play this game, man. It is a lot of fun. You get 20 different player props in this upcoming contest. You get to choose 10 of them. If you win, you can win up to 1000 bucks. Actually, I think it's 750 bucks for this contest. So uh, go win it. Tell me how you want it. And uh, we're going to help you do that because I've got five props here for you guys from Thrive Fantasy. Kenny, did you have a chance to look at this or no? Yeah, I was able okay. to have a chance to look at it. Um, I don't have five props like you, but uh, <laughs> I, do have, <laughs> I do have two I like. Well, I got um, five that I like. Go to, uh, well, real quick, go to thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, go ahead and use, use that promo code ETHOS to get that deposit match bonus up to 250 bucks. But, yeah, go ahead, Kenny. I'm sorry. Go ahead and tell me what you like, man. And the first prop that I did show some interest in, especially if, well, even more so if Trey Young is playing, is um, folks more than 0.5 steals. Really do feel like this is going to be a sloppy game on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like this is a good environment to take a shot on somebody to get a steal if they have a 1% or higher steal rating. And the second prop that I liked on there is less than 24.5 points for my boy Paul George. Hate to say mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. I really don't see um, any starter getting 20 points this game. Yeah, that's a good call, man. I like that a lot because, uh, like I said, I'm on the Kawhi train. And also, uh, if it's a blowout, for sure, he's going to go under there probably. Uh, okay, so I do have some here, and they're actually different from Kenny, so that's, that's perfect here. I've got over 28.5 points for Steph Curry. Even if he only plays three quarters in this one, it's a blowout. 29 points is nothing for Steph Curry. That's 95 points there for that one. Uh, I just feel like this is a Indiana defense gives up – last I looked, they were bottom four in the league as so far as, like, opponents' uh, points per game. This is a bounce-back spot for Curry. He was fired up in this one against the, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, because of a foul call he didn't get. Guy technical for that one. Had to go back to the locker room. I just feel like this is a spot where Steph Curry is just going to have a bounce back. And so 28.5 points over. I like that one uh, for Thrive Fantasy. I also like Trey Young over 8.5 assists. Of course, that's assuming he does play. That's 80 points. Uh, again, just going to have insane usage. In that last game that he played uh, against the Bulls, he uh, didn't shoot the ball very well, but his assists were – I mean, he was he was very impactful in the game. I'll say that much. He won the game for them by making good decisions, and those good decisions were often passing the basketball uh, to a, a big like Clint Capella uh, to go ahead and just get a, a, an easy dunk. So I feel like that's, that's going to be the case here again for Trey Young. I think nine, nine assists is just – too easy for him. And again, I've got this feeling about about Jaden Ivey in this game. So I've got over 18.5 points and assists for Jaden Ivey at 100 points. Uh, you don't have to follow me in this one. I don't blame you. This is really just a gut feeling here. I feel like this game environment is going to call to the young guys to step up and, and just have a good game. So I like me some Jaden Ivey here. Uh, Pascal Siakam over 24.5 points. That's 90 points. Uh, again, I like Pascal as a spend up on this DFS slate. I think it's going to be a positive game environment for him against the Kings. So uh, 24.5 points seems entirely doable to me. And then lastly, but not not leastly, I guess, uh, Bam Adebayo, over 30.5 points and rebounds at 95 points. There is no Jimmy Butler. Bam's been putting up monster lines left and right. 
I just feel like this is a uh, this is the OKC Thunder. They have no interior defense. They have nobody that boxes out. They give up offensive rebounds like crazy. So I feel like he's going to get like five or six offensive rebounds. I feel like he's going to get 12, 13, 14 rebounds overall, uh, which means he only needs to put up about, what, 16, 17, 18 points. Totally doable for Bam. So go ahead and get that Bam out of bio at 30.5 points over points of rebounds. Over. Uh, that's it, though. That's going to do it for us, guys. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsbpkeith, where I put out these DFS threads on the daily now uh, because my boss says I have to. Uh, no, I love doing them. And uh, we're going to shout out Kenny on the next one. So, Kenny, uh, while I do that, where can people find you on Twitter, man? Oh, man. As always, people can find me at OrangeDFS on Twitter. And I'm always talking about all levels of basketball from EuroLeague, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, um australian basketball i'm always there to talk basketball man he's year round he's mr worldwide but i like it man i love it uh and also follow the show guys give us subscribe give us some love give us a five-star review we are here for you we are doing everything we can to bring you the the plays that are going to win you money let us know how we're doing so five-star review let us know how we're doing but until next time guys go get that money